You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Amen. Let's read something from Psalm 82. Just a very popular scripture. Let's read something from Psalm 82. Praise the Lord. Are you there? Now, the Bible says, Psalm 82, we are going to read from verse 5. They know not. Are you looking at your Bible? They are not pursued. Look at your Bible. They know not, neither will they understand. Mm. They walk on in darkness, and all the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said... Ye are gods, and all of you, children of men, or children of most high. Next verse. But you shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Let's go back to the beginning, that verse 5. They know not. So, there are, <laughs> the quality of your life depends on the information that is available to you. There are things that when you know, you know, the Bible says, um, everyone that has this hope in himself purifies himself even as he is pure. I remember this illustration that somebody once gave. Um, a young man stood by one junction expecting a bus. And an, a very old man passed by and went to stand, let's say, 100 meters away. And he was telling the boy from afar, the bus does not stop in that place. There's no bus stop there. So, come and stand with us there. The boy said, don't worry, sir. This is where I'm going to stand, and the bus will pick me up from here. And the man said, well, I'm above 70. This happened in the UK. The bus has never stopped at that location. That's not the bus stop. The bus won't stop to pick anybody where you are standing. You have to come down to where we are. The guy said, I know the bus will stop and pick me here. After a while, the boss appeared, and the old man was laughing, hoping that the boss would pass the boy and come to where they were. And then the, boy, the boss got to the front of the boy and stopped, and the boy entered. And as he was zooming off, he, told, he looked at the old man, and he said, Sir, I didn't tell you one thing. The driver is my father. And in the morning, he told me in the house to stand on this spot. So, <laughs> Hallelujah. He can pick all of you elsewhere. But me and my father agreed that I will stand there and he will pick me. Whether there's a bus stop here or there's no bus stop, it's father and son's talk. He looked like a fool when he stood there. Everybody thought he was making a mistake, but he had the knowledge that others did not have. Something had been said to him in the morning that, look at that spot under that tree, I'm going to stop there for you in the afternoon, so wait for me there. When you have an information, or you see what others don't see, you behave differently. Praise the Lord. No matter what, even if you can't so garin the knife, you have no food at all in the knife, but you have a knowledge that by 12 midnight, somebody's going to pay 50 million to your account. It's most likely you can't be sat that night. Though you are not eating, 
But you see something else. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. Amen. If there is a pressure on a person uh, to beg somebody to borrow him a car, you know, there is your friend's birthday coming up or your parents' uh, family, there's a family function coming up on Friday. And you have been in Lagos for five years and you're going to visit your parents and you are wondering, am I going to go again in public transport? Now, if everybody, maybe like you are, six of you are living in a flat together and nobody has a car and everybody is bothered, if you have received that information from a credible source, that by Friday morning, I'm giving you a brand new car, the car will come to your house and take you, you are not going to go in the public transport. All of a sudden, your reaction will change. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that when we look at you part time, how you behave, how you react, how you respond to things, depends on the information going on inside you. I want to share something with you briefly tonight. Are you with me? So that's why the Bible said that they know not. So when certain things are not known, so in the case of this psalm that we read, because they did not know that they were gods, they were dying like men. So when we don't know certain things, we live an inferior life. Hmm. So, what do I really want us to know tonight? Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. Are you with me? They know not. So I want us to know something tonight. We'll be going to some foundational things of the Bible that every Christian should know. Let's start from verse 8 so that we can have the understanding of what what the Bible is saying there. And when they are taking the book, the four beasts and uh, the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them hearts. And golden vows full of odor, which are the prayers of the saints. Verse 9. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof. Thou was slain, and you have redeemed us to God by thy blood. Everybody say that word, blood. Say, we have been redeemed. Say it loud and clear, we have been redeemed. By the blood. Out of every kindred, every tongue, every people and nation. Now, he has redeemed us from something. But he didn't stop there. Then he made us something. And has made unto us, unto our God, kings and priests. And we shall reign where? Say, I'm a king. I'm a priest. That means I rule and I intercede. I stand between men and God, and I give decrees to men. So the Bible says we are kings and priests, we reign on earth. He has made us unto God. So when God looks at a new creation man, a believer, he sees inside every Christian a king and a priest. What I'm saying to us tonight not knowing this is why people live an inferior life. Let's check something. First Corinthians, let's read chapter 6. I think we should start from somewhere around verse 13 or so. First Corinthians 6, 13. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. <coughs> There's a true word sharing tonight. First Corinthians chapter, oh, did I say for, is it, uh, uh, your body is the temple of Second Corinthians 6. Is it first or second? First Corinthians, I want us to read some. First Corinthians 6. Let's go down more. Made for belly, belly for meat. Now, 
Let, let's start from this verse 14. Now, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. That's straight. In, that, that, that's, you know, he said the body is not fornication, but for the Lord. Where we read, the Bible says that he has bought us with his precious blood. He has redeemed us with his blood. Now, the body is not fornication, the body is of the Lord. Verse 14. And God that both raised up the Lord will raise us up with his blood. Verse 15. I'm going to wear, he said, no ye not. Now, this is why I said uh, things that we need to know. Because many do not know this. There are many people who are born again by the fact that they have confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But they do not understand what they have come into and how the kingdom of God functions. So that is why we are taking this thing one step at a time to explain to people common things about our salvation. Because when you do not know, you will live like others and live an inferior life. Now, so some of us, for a lady to come and stay in your house and for you to begin to think of having sex with her, to some of us, it's an inferior and a dirty way of thinking. To some other Christians, it's a normal way of thinking. It's because light is here to penetrate their soul. To let them understand that there are things that kings don't do. In every kingdom on earth. Some of them have even seen African magic. Yoruba, of course, the one I, I talk about a lot. I've, I've seen it in African magic. Where they will even say to the prince, a calamity will come upon an entire city because the uh, prince has had extramarital sex or premarital sex. They give out to a king or a priest and they tell him, you are going to be the heir apparent. These are the things you cannot do. Because he cannot live like other people. Otherwise, he needs to be king and then he's like every other person. Why the forces and the people in that locality will obey him is because he must be different from them. But if he sits on a banana tree also dancing with them, taking by wife with them, they can't respect him as a prince. He has lost his ability to govern and to control. Are these some of the reasons why forces don't answer some Christians? It's a very serious thing I'm sharing with us tonight. They are not very common messages nowadays. So Paul started talking about it and we are going to look at it. Why did he emphasize that the body is not for fornication? Everyone that is saved, your body has been redeemed. Both spirit, soul and body. I mentioned before we are going to see now that you know, there is a, a certain wrong teaching that is about your spirit. But Paul talked about your body. If I say Romans chapter 12, he say, I, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, Romans 12, 1, by the masses of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice, only and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable worship. Romans 12, 1. Then he said, do not be conformed to this world. Back, part of what we're saying, that there is a difference between a Christian and a non-Christian. Give us that Romans, so let's read before you see. That verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, I beseech thee, by the masses of God, to present your body, as a living sacrifice, only an acceptable of God, which is your reasonable service. They said, do not be conformed to this word. But let's go back to 1 Corinthians. Let's, start from, let's read on from verse 14, where we stopped. Is somebody following me tonight? This knowledge must enter every Christian. A king doesn't hit anything. It all started from Old Testament. They will give back to some, like Samson, they will call them Nazarene. 
And they begin to say that others can shave their head, but you cannot shave your head. It is because you are on a new, a different assignment for the king. Now we are kings and priests also. There is a lifestyle we are giving. It's not to limit people, but it's to allow you to function better. Hallelujah. Any man who is not so disciplined about your appetites, sexual appetite, physical appetite, and everything, to touch greatness will be almost impossible. And if the man gets it by accident, it falls from the top down. And we've seen many of that like that in this world. Are, are you following me? Now, listen. Knowing not that your bodies are members of Christ. Paul is saying that, do you, you know? Now, it's not only about your spirit. I say your body, they are members of Christ. So shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of our Lord? And he said, God forbid. Next verse. He said, know you not that anyone that is joined to the our Lord is one body. For two, he said, shall become one. Verse 17. But he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. It's as if there is a special... People say that we don't categorize sin. But Paul categorized him here. <laughs> he actually said that fornication is in a different light. It's a different type of sin. And you know for young people, this is the most common. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So Paul says in a different class. We won't go fully into the implications of this one. But another day we'll look at it. But, but just get what he's saying. He said, you sin against your own body. Why? Because your body is something. Let's read on. Next verse. He said, know ye again. He's saying that don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you and which ye are of God, you have of God, and you are not your own. I think this is one fact. Just like Paul asked, I think we should see asked today that don't some Christians know, many people don't know, that your body, this is your body, this is your body we are looking at. <laughs> you know, man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in the body. So when a man dies, you still see the body, but the spirit has departed. The Bible is saying that your body, your body is the temple of the Lord. So the Holy Ghost dwells inside your body. And look at his name, Holy Ghost. So it, dwell, it dwells in places that are holy. Your body is a temple. Paul got to a point in Corinthians. So what, what happened was that even in Corinthian church, they were taking communion and they were getting drunk. Paul was like, what kind of people are these? They could pray like no other person. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 6 that they lacked not behind in any spiritual gift. That means there was no gift of the Spirit out of the night gift that was not fully in operation in the church in Corinth. All the gifts of the Spirit were working in that church. But they were as carnal as anything. It was the same church, they were full of strife and jealousy. The same church, one guy took his father's wife and he came to sit at the front of the church. Paul said, Purge that evil fell away from your church. What an audacity. He just didn't mean anything to the guy. He said, I heard it. Paul said, he said, This kind of fornication is not even common among unbelievers that a man should take his father's wife. They were the people who over embraced the message of liberty. Extremes of grace. We can do anything as a Christian. It doesn't matter. 
So Paul said, I don't, so he started saying that I don't understand that your body is a temple. This is why you can't afford to be gossiping around as a Christian. I'm showing you two things. First of all, you must understand that you are a king and you are, that must guide how you talk and what you do. The one that is a king and a priest, they can't keep money with you and for the money to disappear. Or you pledge some status order, ah, ah, borrow me five, I will return it. But you don't. You, you never will. I met many Christians who go from place to place, lying to people and collecting money from them. One of the things that bought, I, I wonder how these people kneel down before God every morning and they pray. One guy asking out three sisters and coding it. And then he wakes up, I love you, Lord. And I leave my hands. So, <laughs> and they just be like, he was. <laughs> are, are you with me? Why? It's because this knowledge is lacking in many. They don't know who they are. It's not a message to try to compare, uh, co- uh, condemn or get people to feel guilty and get to say no. It's a message to open people's eyes to know that the eternal life that is in you, there is something higher than what you are doing. Hallelujah. When you allow this eternal life to dominate you, ladies are seen as your sisters. Not as somebody to use. Will there be temptation? Yes, but you quickly quench it by the spirits. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Then we can be, I, I remember. When, before I got married, where I was staying, I think that we know the story. When one of the ladies was telling about a fellow that was staying close to our street on Lawa Street, that time, that lady was saying that she didn't have a place to stay in the night. She didn't have a place to stay. I know she, some things happened. And she needed, it was getting late. And she had known this guy. They were going to the same church. And she just came and said, this is not right. You are a single guy. I'm a single lady. We are both in our maybe late 20s, early 30s. I just have a place to sleep. Something happened in my house. I just had to leave. So I'm looking for a place to stay tonight. So you can stay in my place. And in the night, he made sure he forcefully had sex with her. Just one night. The same that I remember when I was in UI, one of our dear sisters also, they just had some, some aunties. You know, some, some, I don't want to. My Bible said that people should not behave in an unreasonable manner. She went to fellowship and she came back late and her auntie just locked the door and said it from me, I go back to where you are coming from. You are doing that to a girl that is 19 to go back. It's a different thing to ask her to come in and talk about it if you want to punish her, but to tell a girl 19 to go back. And I remember, she was looking, and the school was on break then, so the whole UI was quiet, was quiet. but the master student, the PhD students were home. So she remembered one guy, a brother in their church, who was in Balewa Hall. The hall was for PhD, hostel, that's PhD, and PhD student, one person per room, you know, master's, uh, senior room, and all those things. So she went there, and they were just until 12, and she told the guy, the guy, the, that was the agreement that, I'll sleep in your, you'll go and sleep in your friend's room. And he, 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 the guy said, no problem, ah, that's no problem. Your auntie locked you out, oh, that's very bad. Okay, you know what? Are we, he was working on the system then. He said, okay, you're going to sleep here. 
I'll go and sleep in my friend's room just to allow you to be. I said, yeah. Then bros didn't go. He kept sitting down on that system till once. So the lady had to ask that, so when are you going to your friend's room? Then he said, you know, don't worry, don't worry. Just sleep. I was, he said, ah, no, I can't sleep. Until you go out. <laughs> that sleeping while you are here is dangerous. Where you go, I was like, I won't, that's, I won't even be able to sleep as long as you are here. I said, don't worry. He said, around 2.30. He continued. So she continued talking. I just used it. So he said, she made up that if we don't go, we'll continue talking. But I won't lie down, sleep, close my eyes while you are here. Then he said, the guy just started. He said, the next thing. When the guy saw that she wouldn't sleep, he just came and sat beside her on the bed. I said, you know, these things are not new now. <laughs> she told me that all her senses came alive. You know what she did? She just took a screwdriver on the table. And told the guy that honestly, in the name of the Lord, I will choke you to death. <laughs> and when the guy saw that she was desperate, he left. He left her. Then in the morning, he started begging her that he didn't know what came upon him in the night. Now they were both in this one of the very worded churches in Ibadan. What is the problem with people? Now we we are not. Uh, we don't say we are condemning those who are in that kind of situation. But you just wonder that why should the next that will call to a Christian brother, as at 7 p.m., you were not thinking about her. I understand a bad boy who had been planning for this girl. This one you were not planning. She came accidentally. And in five minutes, what occurred to you was that you had to do something to her. Because she was vulnerable. She needed your help. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? The Bible says, know ye not that your body uh, this is my answer. I don't tell people that is it right to drink or not to drink. Why are you asking the question? Why are you always found in that arena where you ask controversial questions? It is because you are so far on the other side. You see, there is a border between Nigeria and Cameroon. That if you stand, you can be looking at Cameroon. But if you are in Lagos, you can't see Cameroon. When you are too close to the ungodly, that's when you start asking borderline questions. The question you ask me shows where you are spiritually. It shows where you live. It shows what is going on around you. You always want a pastor to tell you that it is okay. The question whether it's okay or whether it's okay or it's not okay. The question why are you asking that question? Why do you want to know whether we should stop at kissing or can we squeeze? Why? How about not doing it down the two? Will you die? But why is it that that's what we want to know? You always want to know how far do I go to be wrong? I am not going at all. Are you, are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor. Say, your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Say, there is someone that is called the Holy Ghost. He holds your body and he is holy. Say amen to that. I'm, that's why I'm telling you that you have to know. When we get down to this message, you see, you don't need any man to start telling you how to dress and how not to dress. But if you know this thing, it will guide you. 
There are certain things you won't just put on what others are putting on. But by yourself from within, you know that certain things can work with you. Because you are, Paul ended by saying that glorify God in your body. You have been convinced to know that this body belongs to the Holy Ghost and I do everything to please Him. So He guides all your choices in life. Hallelujah. So you are not necessarily after, okay, what is the latest that they are wearing and then you just join. You start telling yourself that, no, there are choices. Many of the kings of this earth, when they go for some of them who represent their nations in the UN or some other thing, they wear the outfits of their nation. They don't join them to wear suits. You understand what I'm saying? The whole idea is to let the whole world know that I am representing a kingdom. That's why they do that. Some of them have suits. They have them. But when they go for a function where other nations will gather, they wear what represent their country. So that their identity is not lost. It is very, very important. I also have a particular term. Some of the strongest tribes in the world, when you go to see them, they will speak to you in their dialects. Even though they can speak English very well. Some of the people that do that very well are Fulanis. You wouldn't have somebody that can speak English. It's an, it, 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 this is very important. To know who you are, to know where you belong, and to stay. Stay with it. Otherwise, the whole world will start defining you. And once you start responding to the vibes coming from outside, you have lost your throne. You are not acting like a king. So the Bible says that God will have you know that you are a king and you are a priest. Secondly, we will have you know that your body is a temple of God. It's not just your body. You have been bought. When you are bought, you don't have control over yourself again. If you have watched Asian films, when they capture people and they buy slaves, if, if, they, if a person was bought then as a slave, he would serve as one. The owner of the slave will control your time and everything. They will give the slave what to wear, the most wear, when to wake up, when to sleep, what kind of work, work to do. That's what the Bible says that Jesus Christ, you have been bought by the blood. So you belong to Jesus right now. So you ought to hear from him on how to do things of life. What do you, what, what you do? There is a way a Christian talks. Don't join able to use every slang available. If you are different, the world will respect you. This is how it works. They try to intimidate you first that your own is too much. When they finally accept that your own is too much, they will appreciate your own that is too much. The world is looking for people that are real. And the world is looking for people that are honest. That's the truth. I will never forget. It's amazing how the world tries to intimidate people. I will never forget what happened in India Hall. When were you? The ladies were having their bath in the bedroom and the conversation started among the people. And there was one that somebody said that that one, that she's in final year, she's still a virgin. And they all laughed at to scorn and they were laughing. And you mean you are still all those things and everything. But she took a stand. She said, I am proud of who I am. And I'm reserved for my husband. Even after the whole thing ended, one of them came, one of the, the, the men, the ringleader that was laughing, and Yabina came to her room to narrate her first sexual experience, how she was raped, and how when she remembers that she still cries up to now. That pain is in her, but they were trying to make her Look like she was doing something wrong. A weakling would have fallen for that. 
and try to hide it. Amen. I remember that my friend, the one that plays our message in Abita for Labi, one day when he was working in the studios, the same thing happened. It was in a particular radio station and in the night they were trying to do a broadcast overnight and then so they were there till twelve thirty and everybody started to so they laid down on the road to sleep and they were talking and this boy started. This pastor was about to come to town. All these pastors and people, don't mind that. Who knows what she did when she was in She's now telling us that we should and they were talking. And my friend kept quiet. What is that? You are not saying anything. He said no. And they were ridiculous all the trying to talk try to make themselves look big for how many girls they slept with. And he said, I don't do such. I treasure women so much that I don't go around sleeping around. When I see the right one to marry, I want to settle down with that one. That is how a good man behaves. They first laughed. But in the night, he went to work on her. The, the same guy that was leading them now came to lie down beside him. I said, ah, if what you are saying is that is true. He said, look, I've entered all kinds of problems with women. He said, it is better for a man to just keep himself. He said, that's just the truth. He said, your life is pure and your life is beautiful. That I wish you have that kind of life. And he said, I turned to a pillow and it slept off. But they come out and start telling you, this, this, this is it. And they, they weigh some that way. You know, there are believers. Once they sit at the table with unbelievers and somebody drinks the second one, they, thought they, would, they also take a sip. He doesn't want to feel left out. I love scenarios like that. I've been able to witness to many people that way. Oh, I don't drink. That I am too big for intoxication. And they'll be like, what do you mean by that? I determine what I want to do part-time. I don't need that call to help me. It It adds nothing to me. Why should I join people who are doing something just to belong? There is no king on that who does that. I was sure when I heard the story, a king that the president summoned or somebody said, so no, they were waiting to see the king. And they said, the PA said, he comes out 2.30. And when he was coming, he was walking like this. And he said that, the matter is urgent. And he said that a king does not make haste. That it's an abomination for a king to start running, no matter the issue. You know, that's the truth. He said that many of them have lost some of these things now. <laughs> They've lost it to politics. But really, to call somebody a king in those days, dignity, that's why people will respect such a person. This is important. If you give him too much power, these guys of those days, they had the power to kill or to make a life. If he wasn't a disciplined man, he would marry all the women in town. But they wouldn't do that. Some of them might have two, three wives in those days, but they wouldn't do that. Because they were street things, guys, because before they would put that crown on somebody's head, they would have watched the person very well. Because a king can drive the whole nation into war. By his foolishness. So you have to carefully select. Ooh, so the other king, the, the ex-king, might have given back to 30 children. Also, to select the one that will rule them, they have to select carefully. Otherwise, if they give the crown to an idiot, the whole nation is under a serious torment. It can finish them. And many of them have done that for they mistakenly given crown to the wrong person and they, the whole city paid for it. Are you with me? You are a king and you are a priest. And I want everybody to get this tonight. Understand that your body is a temple. Your mouth belongs to Jesus. Your ears belong to Jesus. Your hand. Your hand. That's why we can't box. <laughs> I said you are a boxer, of course. That's a profession. 
<laughs> there is nothing wrong with being a boxer. Because the person you are boxing is a sport. You are not against the person. It's not that before the match, after the match, you are enemies. No. You saw my Tyson and Evan Dolphin the other time. Seasoners get and granted. I know it's a sport. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My body is your sanctuary. You know, tonight is a call to many. As we come to worship God every Sunday, people are at different levels. There are those that when the service ends, they are called upon the name of the Lord with us, but nothing has changed in their lives. Some still go back to all those things of the world. They are so much, they are bound by those things. That's what I'm sharing with you, that see the light, you are a king, and walk away from such. You are not created to do that. You are not created to function that way. You are not created. There is so much beauty in being able to relate with money in a pure way. Being able to relate with opposite sex in a pure way. That all you think is to see a precious sister. You can shake and you can hug somebody in a pure way. You just love them. You believe they are creations of Christ. And that's what you see. Your body. You want to say something wrong about somebody, but you control it. You want to go about and say things about, but you get to be I can't do this. You believe that it's now the body of Christ. The Holy Ghost dwells in you. Temple, a place of worship. What a great privilege that the Holy Spirit worships through us. I mean, it's in, that's why we pray in tongues. Out of your belly flows rivers of living water. Be conscious of these things. The Spirit of God wants to give prophecy from your mouth to people. He wants to use you to bless lives. You can't be living with this, all these mundane things. And people are bound by them. How many Christians still store pornography stores on their phone? Why do you need those things? Why? 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 Why are you smelling what you, are not, what you don't want to eat? Why can't you flip over the channel when dirty things have been shown? Why are you allowing yourself to watch such? It will kindle a reaction in you. Why? It is true there is power and purity. And no matter how crazy the world gets, they respect those who live the right way. Take that from me. They respect those who live the right way. The crazy world all over the world still respects a man who is married to a woman and they are doing fine. They respect where children are still calling their father their mentor. Where the home there is full of love, atmosphere of peace. No nation disputes that include those who are giving laws to sleep with animals. It's a void in their hearts. And that will never satisfy them. Jesus is the true bread that satisfies. And there is a life that he has brought to every Christian that we should receive. I've been in a Christian meeting where the service will end and people's phone will be disappearing in a place of worship. People looking for somebody to take advantage of. Are you following me? Somehow the Lord is making a call to the church. People should walk away from this. Part of the trouble is that when the Lord brought into the body of Christ the message of prosperity and of faith, it's as if we abandon other things. Purity and the rest and only embrace this one. No. He brought this one to get us to another level. We shouldn't abandon the foundation. 
The foundation is still that we live pure. We live clean. We live right. All over our streets now have temptations everywhere. But we live right. We follow Jesus. Hallelujah. This is very important. Very, very important. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Make up your mind today that you live as king. God sees you as a king and you are going to live as one. That you are a vessel through which God is reaching the heart, reaching people. And that you are an ambassador. He was, anybody that sees you, they've seen Christ. Oh, let that beauty of Jesus be seen in you. See, those are the songs that we used to see when we got born again. Let that beauty of Jesus be seen in me. How many of you know the song? His wonders, compassion, and purity. Many of you won't know. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. If I sing a song of breakthrough now, you all know that one. <laughs> oh, my nature refined till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. His wondrous compassion and purity. Oh, that spirit refined, oh, 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 that spirit divine, oh, my nature refined, till the beauty of Jesus be seen. We will see that in our secondary school, I will be singing those songs. He pays to serve Jesus, I speak from my heart. He will always be with us if we do our part. There is nothing this wide world can pleasure afford. There is peace and contentment in serving the Lord. I love him far better than him days of youth. I'll serve him more truly than ever before. I do as he beats me, whatever that cause. I'll be a true soldier, I die at my post. And often when tempted to turn from their strike, <laughs> I think of my Savior, my heart wanders back. To the place where they nailed him on Calvary tree. I hear a voice saying, I suffer for you. What a beautiful song. These are songs of Zion. Hallelujah. The first two songs I took. Even many of you have felt the impact. In those days, we will sing and we will sit down after the meeting and be crying. Now, of course, some took it to the extreme, living in condemnation. No. Some of us were appreciating the love of our Savior, the power of the cross, the blood that was shed. The blood of Jesus is not a common thing. We love the blood. What has bought us? We've been redeemed from sickness and disease, from sins and the power of sin. We, we, we stayed with this thing. And I still long to hear a fellowship where people do all this, where we pray. Hallelujah. That's what I'm sharing. That's why I'm bringing this to you. Don't live for what you can get. Don't let your prayer be all about, oh, I want to marry, and all those things. Those who focus on Jesus Christ, other things will go after them. Hallelujah. It's not, there's nothing wrong with praying for a husband or praying for something, but don't occupy yourself largely with that. Think about some other things of the kingdom. Be able to appreciate the lordship of Jesus. 
when you worship, see Jesus seated on the throne. Let that draw tears from you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. We are kings. In these last days, the treasures of this world, they belong to us. Say amen. amen. We will rebuild the waste places. Amen. Hallelujah. Many lives will be restored in our time. The name of the Lord will be glorified in our time. Nigeria will be saved. We will spread across the nations of the earth with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We will talk about how precious the blood is. We will talk about the grace and the power of our Lord Jesus. We will dominate by the power of the kingdom. A time will come that some nations will give their hearts to Christ and sickness will disappear from an entire nation. Hallelujah. We will form a nation and there will not be any feeble among us. There will not be any poor one among us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.